Hello everyone and welcome to A Woman's Place. We're so happy to have you back um, again today. We, uh, My name's Tina and this is Serka and if you tuned into our last podcast we were talking about the kind of origins of not witchcraft but uh, witch hunting and how it dated back to the plague. So if you want to give a listen to that I think it's a really interesting and um, eye-opening um, podcast about this phenomenon so uh, do give it a do give it a listen but today we're doing a little bit more something a little bit more fun and a bit more uh, contemporary we're talking about envious witches and instagram bitches bum, bum, bum. um so i suppose i just wanted to like go through like the bad witches and the good witches that we have in popular culture i'll start with the good witches because like i don't know about you sir but are you like someone who enjoys like a witch a witch show Oh, I would very much enjoy anything magical. I was one of those children who like cried when the Hogwarts letter didn't arrive on their eleventh birthday. So, <laughs> oh my god, I don't in even short, have yes. down here. Um, in short, yes, I I would yeah. have anything, anything yeah. to do with witches at all. Um, I would have been obsessed with as like a child, teenager, and even still as an adult. Um, if there's like the the Sabrina. The new Sabrina, mm. I was like, yeah, like hook it to my veins, you know. Yeah. So basically, yes. Did you watch all of it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't love it, but I still watched it. Yeah. And I, I if it, there was another season, but I didn't think it was amazing. No, same. If there was another season, I'd watch it, even though I probably yeah. wouldn't think it was that great. I thought it was interesting that, like, there was aspects of, I, I don't know why I'm not as into witches but I am but I'm not like my sister is so into witches and into wicker books and I'm not I'm into it but I'm not as educated on witches or like I'm more into like vampires like that is more my thing rather than than witches but I do I do love I do love witch shows but I just am and and I've read all the Harry Potter I refuse to read Harry Potter for ages and the first Harry Potter book I read was uh the order of the phoenix like the fifth one and I loved it um but yeah I wasn't I had like a thing against um against it for a while but anyway um so like if you think of the good witches that the good witches that we have in popular culture the top one I have here is like charmed obviously is such a great show um the witch of the west West in The Wizard of Oz is a great one. Uh, the Fairy Godmother, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, obviously. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say about the new Sabrina series. I think that it was, for me, like it, it gave me more of a knowledge on um, some of the witchy stuff that I didn't know before, like the familiars and stuff. Um, I hadn't known any of that kind of thing. Um, that are oh no, good witches. Here we are, Sabrina. Yeah, Hermione. I think this. Mm-hmm. I just say I think the Sabrina, the newer one, is kind of really drawing on a lot of the kind of texts from the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that her cousin talks about is genuine. Um, like it's t- lifted straight from books in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. about demonology and about witchcraft. So mm-hmm. they've obviously done. I wouldn't say a lot of research, but I definitely say that somebody in that production team read a few books, you know. Yeah, no, it it it, it definitely taught me new things that I did, hadn't known before. So, um, kudos to that, and obviously worked. Um, so I have her Hermione for who I was calling for ages, Hermione, <laughs> um. Bonnie in the Vampire Diaries, <laughs> which I've been watching recently. Also, Willow in Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Oh yes, and, yeah, she's a good loved witch. her. Yeah, amazing. She's bad in season six though. Spoiler. Okay, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen Buffy since the nineteen nineties. Um, we apologize. Um, and obviously, wizards. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about wizards, but like Harry Potter and the rest of them, they're all wizards, but. We're kind of concentrating on on witches for now, which is a gendered term. Um. So yeah, they're all great shows, and they all they have stuff in common. But 
we're going to fo focus on um, the bad witches. So the bad witches um, in popular culture are ha the, the, great, the witch in Hansel and Gretel who eat the, the twins. I think they're twins, aren't they? Um, in her house made of gingerbread. Um, delicious. Delicious. The Snow White Witch. I have the Snow Witch Witch here. Um, the Wicked Witch of the East. The Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Um, or no, is she a witch? No, I think she is. Yeah, yeah, she is in the new one anyway. Her, She has the Good Witch and the Bad Witch. They're both witches, aren't they? Um, I'm not 100% sure, to be Maybe perfectly not. honest I with you. they are witches. Oh, no, maybe they're just queens. Damn it, no, that's wrong. But anyway, um, Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty. The Hocus Pocus witches, which are witches a la um, Hansel and Gretel. They are trying to eat, which Hocus Pocus 2 is out this. and um, I know, staff, don't, don't even go there. I actually can't. I'm so excited. Oh, Wait. it's going to be so I good. I watch it every year on Halloween. Oh. Every year at Halloween. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like, oh, my God. Amazing. Absolutely blockbuster and uh Voldemort um we'll count him as the the male Harry Potter male equivalent of the Harry Potter so there are some themes here that I want to get into to look at like what is actually the history of these um these witches because it pops up time and time again and it does actually have precedent in like the our favorite guy what's his name Kramer and yeah, and his Malfesis Malcarium. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a whole history about these types of witches, particularly these, particularly the bad witches. So the Hansel and Gretel witch, that's really a witch that is destroying the offspring of the like um, Christian white um, married couple. Good Christian folk. Yeah, good Christian folk, exactly. So like... I have a note here, which is which would have been. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say, like, which which has always been a kind of um, a, an accusation that is thrown at groups that um, people don't like. You know, people want to persecute, like that mm. of like they're killing the children, is always yeah. thrown at groups. Um, so th at this time, like when Hansel and Gretel was written, that would have been all across Germany would have been mm. that like fervor fear that evil women were stealing children and sucking out their souls or whatever but it's based on an earlier fear that they attached to jews for taking children and killing them which right. was based on an earlier fear etc etc so like mm. it's a very common thread throughout these persecuted groups that oh won't somebody think of the children right yeah yeah i i, I was going to make a connection here but i think that is more it's more it's not actually attached to witches, but I don't know. When you were growing up, were you like deathly afraid of being kidnapped? Because I was like, we were, we had like a mania in West Cork about um, that you were going to get kidnapped at some point. Like people were so worried about their children getting kidnapped. And I was like, no, Why? like really not at all. No, my mom would have been like, okay, go away, get out of the house, and don't Definitely come back until the dark. were, but I'm saying that, like, you'd come up to the city, and you'd be afraid that your child would be taken. No. It was a huge <laughs> thing. And, like, also, uh, I think maybe it was exasperated by all of those serial killer movies that came out in the late 80s 90s you know like there was a yeah. like i thought serial colors were going to be a much bigger problem than they actually were in your life yeah <laughs> you know? i just thought they were and like definitely coming to the city it was like a it was like a thing that you would like be afraid your child would be snatched and if there was a there was a few child snatching um uh Incident. Yeah, I think it would have been probably the Jamie Bulger incident, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which like caused a real obvious and very um, scary, like just kind of a, a, a freak out amongst mm -hmm. the parents of mm -hmm. the um, English speaking world. Yeah, it's like this stranger danger when in fact, like, you know, like just like women who are attacked or people who are attacked in general, it's like usually someone closer to home. But this like stranger danger thing was just has been in our culture but anyway the the um, Hansel and Gretel witch that uh, 
this amazing amazing book which I really would love everyone to read it is so interesting like every single absolutely every single chapter is so interesting it's um oh, I forget the name of it there now sorry because Caitlin Wise something wise and what's the song I'll take thee away yeah into the land of enchantment yeah yeah I lived for Sarah Jessica Parker like I just think she's gorgeous and I love her so much I love everything she does Yes, I don't like the fact that her husband knocked down a man in Donegal and got away with it. No but, way. Um, yeah, her husband, Matthew Broderick. Yes, no. he. I think he actually killed a man, genuinely. I could be wrong now. He might have just injured him, but he definitely knocked him down and got away with it. So not cool for that Sarah Jessica Parker. But, not cool for that. Um, no, but the book but, is called Fear, Fearless Wives and Frightened Shrews, The Construction of the Witch in Early Modern Germany. So 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 good um but the threat poised by witches in the institution of marriage is central to kramer and springer's theory of witchcraft the worst damage that witches can do is to prevent married men from fathering children thereby destroying this principal religious justification of marriage itself um whereas the witches uh in kramer and springer's malleus are preoccupied with orgiastic orgiastic sex orgastic is that what that says yeah orgastic orgastic sex um luther's which is martin luther this is are obsessed with motherhood some are spiteful old women who long for children despite their age and infertility and others are devoted young mothers who love their children too much in luther's writing the root cause of witchcraft shifts from wanton female sexuality to women's preoccupation with motherhood with their failure to reproduce or with their desire to protect their offspring. But the first point there, I thought like, it's this is this fear that the witch, the woman who doesn't have any children is going to, you know, spitefully destroy the Christian family. And the Christian family is important because the reason that they're so frightened about this was because that means less souls for the Lord. So that's why it has a knock-on effect because like these witches are going to take the children, going to eat them, and then that's less sold for the Lord, and the Lord will be really not happy with that at all. Um. So that witch is also kind of like it's kind of playing on fear again. Mm-hmm. Like it's all playing on the same fears all the time, and even when you get uh, new iterations of witches, like in popular culture, they're still playing on the same mm-hmm. fears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. you spoke about the Snow White witch earlier. And again, her thing is that Snow White is more beautiful than her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she has to go. And like, that's very much um, like a, a, a fear that um, has been created for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, like that fear of people robbing and killing your children was created for um for that time in Germany because of the religious justification. Right. Yeah, and probably based on a real event that's then blown out of proportion. Blown out of all proportion, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um like the Hansel and Gretel witches are have in uh, the people that they have most in common with the list we made earlier is the hocus pocus witches. You know, the they're the they're stealing all the children from the town and then, you know, they're sucking um, their souls out they're sucking for their the souls youth. out for the devil yeah and for youth and for youth yeah 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 their preoccupation with youth um so the snow white witch is i have a note here a sexual corruption destruction elimination of the enemy so the snow white witch is a is a great example of the older woman being kind of envious and jealous but also destructive of the young virginal child. And I found this in this book again, and I just thought it was so, oh, I just thought it was so good. Um, this point from the book. More, moreover, women battle ferociously with each other in their competition for male attention. Women's constant search for sexual partners and their jealousy of competitors leads them into witchcraft. 
and truly the most powerful cause which contributes to the increase of witches, the malleus contends, is the woeful rivalry between married folk and unmarried wo uh, women and men. The rivalry is so far powerful that it has caused the downfalls of empires such as Tro Troy, and therefore is no wonder that the world now suffers to the malice of women. But as well, the book makes the point that, um, like, wi like women are seen as, you know, they're fallen no matter what they're just fallen but men and virgins are almost equals so the the snow white witch is both like obsessed with her youth but also in her destruction as a comp uh, as competition because she's a virgin like she's so young um so um witches are so diabolical that not only you know they they want to they want to destroy the virgin so that it doesn't, I don't know, exist, take their soul or whatever. But that's the one with the Wicked Witch, uh, the Snow White Wicked Witch that is trying to... T it's very virginal, isn't it? Like, she's very, she's Snow White. You know, she's so Oh, 100%, pure. Yeah. yeah. It's all definitely... There was a belief, like, for a very, very long time. And in some countries, there currently is still a belief that, like, a virgin can cure you of certain mm -hmm. ills. You know, and so they have, as you said, a higher place in um, a patriarchal society, almost mm -hmm. on a par with men, because, mm -hmm. like you said, they're untouched, unfallen. And that seems to, in, for some strange reason, deem them with special powers. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That mm -hmm. would be such a common thread across every culture. Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely links in with the the... the kind of snow white witch and how she's her destructiveness like um comes out because of her jealousy yeah as opposed to um like she just hates her you know mm. she doesn't just hate her it's so much more than that yeah and i think um then the corruption of like the virgin really is really i think maybe the the snow white witch isn't the best example of 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 what I'm trying to get at there because it does get confused with the obsession with youth you know it's very but the but in Sleeping Beauty the the figure of Male Maleficent is very starkly it's a very I don't know if people have read the real um uh fairy tale but it goes a lot different <laughs> It's a lot different. They like end up in a in a soup where like they they get boiled alive and eaten. There's a lot of eating going on, but if we just take the modern Stephen Beauty tale as is rewritten, you know the she's obviously virginal again, um, and it's on her sixteenth birthday or something that she pricks her finger on the spindle. Now, that is imagery if you think about it, of losing your virginity, bleeding for the first time. And so in the first, so the, and the destruction of the kingdom comes about because you've killed, you know, it, it, she's meant to be dead, but she goes into a deep sleep. But the destruction of the entire kingdom comes about because she's pricked her finger on a spindle, you know, um, out of marriage, yeah. pricking her, pricking her fin uh, finger. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of um, goes into the same theme there, where these witches are envious of the young virgin, and they um, they are plotting the diabolical destruction of the of the Christian family, you know. Um, but yeah, I did want to read this one um, passage from the book as well, which is is not related to any point in particular. But I just thought it was so good. <laughs> You'll love this now, Sarika. Their physical and mental imperfections, a notion derived from... Um, oh, wait, no. Uh, according to Kramer and Springer, the devil's main objective in witchcraft is to obstruct marital, marital procreation by making married men impotent. The devil cannot directly tempt a married man because marriage is um, protected by, the sacrament, by sacramental nature. Therefore, he uses to, the witch to do so. Isn't that crazy? Like the, that's, I, I think we see that in our society today. 
if it's not coming from witches, then certainly it's the same theme that we've come up with spontaneously, where it's like, oh, the man can't, it's it's not the man's fault, it's this seductress woman. Um, if she wasn't there, he wouldn't do it, you know? But um, And I think that's such a, like, it's so infantilizing for men, as well as yeah. really disrespectful to women, that, like, you literally cannot control yourself. Like, you, an adult man, do not have control over your own body, is basically yeah. what that, that point is trying to say. Yeah, like, I... Do you know, that just is... It's so insulting, number one, to to women who think that somehow they're not attractive enough anymore or they're not, um, you know, having sex with their husbands enough and then he goes off and cheats. Like, if he does that, that's his prerogative and, like, mm. you know, that's his problem and he's obviously trying to resolve some very deep-seated issue that he has. But it is never, ever the fault of, of the woman. Like, I don't understand how how that's turned i do understand actually i shouldn't say that i i understand but it's equally their fault like if you're having an affair with a married man um then you bear equal responsibility oh you if you know oh if you know he's married a hundred percent you know but Um, i just think that it's it's actually you may not care and that's fine you don't have to care but like you know uh, from an objective point of view you know as they say it takes two to tango I just think the infantilization of men is it's just it's, no. it's so prevalent in that point that he can't physically control himself because of this seductress woman who's like bewitching him. Do you know and yeah. and even where you said there about the the man being impotent like that was originally I don't know if people know this that was the only um that was the only way you could get an annulment before um divorce became common around the world was that was the only reason you could get an annulment was if your if your husband was impotent oh so it was like literally the only reason that the catholic church or the church before it was catholic and, and it was just one church be- yeah. yeah if they if, no even if you could consummate it oh, if yeah. your husband became impotent afterwards you could then ask for a divorce yeah because it's all geared towards like reproduction it's all yeah exactly exactly um, yeah, as I was reading the book, like the thing that really struck me was, wow, witch, witchcraft is a kind of a synonym for sexuality. That is part of it is explicit, but there's such a fear of female sexuality. Like if men, if it's allowed to be, it will consume you. It will consume women. It will con- consume like the new world and like I think it's interesting that the word for when you have sex in a marriage for the first time is to consummate like uh, the marriage but that could be unrelated but um this this the second part of this point that's kind of unrelated but I just thought everyone should hear it their physical and mental imperfection a notion derived from Aristotle's theory that matter perfection and spirituality are purely expressed in the male body alone and that women are misbegotten males produced by defective sperm. <laughs> yeah, and I love the way that if if Aristotle was alive today, he would realize that actually women are the original everything. Oh, he'd go Girls crazy. are the original everything. Yeah, That's why men it. have nipples. Yeah. Women speak the language of idiots. Okay, right. Like like slaves, they are incapable of governing themselves or developing into the Zoom politicon. Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas, thank you. Thank you, you're here. here. (laughs) Thomas Aquinas adapted these views to Christianity, arguing that because a, a woman is less perfect than man, she is but an indirect image of God and an appendix to man. Citing such views, Kramer and Springer find that women are intellectually like children, credulous and impressionable, and therefore easily fall prey to the devil. They claim that the world femina derives from feminus, faithlessness. Since women are feebler both in mind and body, the Malleus concludes it is not surprising that they should come more than men under the spell of witchcraft. So, yeah, because they're so susceptible to the devil, that's why they're witches. But I just thought that phrase that women are begotten males produced by defective 
sperm. Like that is. And it's so crazy how that idea is literally like, you know, it's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years old, this horrible preference that the patriarchy has for male children. You know, yeah. this this entire kind of uh, emasculating of men if they don't have a son or yeah. the the massive preference for, for males over girls among children. But sorry, I didn't mean to correct your pronunciation. That was actually really no, rude of me. It's all, just that, no, it's just that um, Thomas Aquinas, like he was the one who changed everybody's minds about this. Oh. So he, before his writings, it, it, women and men were considered equal before the church because mm-hmm. in the Bible, like it, the whole idea of the Bible is that God doesn't give a shit whether you're poor or rich, a man or a woman, he does not care. He loves you anyway. You know, that's the entire point of the Bible until old Tommy came really along. He was really LGBTQ inclusive. He was. He, was. Like he loved everybody, everybody. Like, absolutely everybody. And then Thomas Aquinas came along and was like, actually, no, do you know what? No. I lied. He lied. I lied. He lied. I sp- yeah. He speaks through me. Um, but that's that's that turning point that you see in the early church that we spoke Who's about a little bit in the last Aquinas podcast. Again? Can you remind everyone? So Thomas Aquinas is an, uh, um, an, a, a, a theologian in the Dark Ages, and he's a saint as well now. Um, but he was really influential. His writings were super influential because in the early church, all they had to work on was the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. And like many, many other religions, um, more writings were written and then they somehow became more important than the Bible. Right. So you see, you see similar things in Islam where you have the Quran and then you have the Hadiths. And the Hadiths are what people write about the Quran. And right. people sometimes will actually pay more attention to the writings about the holy book than the holy book itself. And you see the yeah. same thing in, in, um, in Judaism as well. And it's just that that turning point is when you start to see, um, as we spoke about in the last podcast, a move away from natural magic and a move towards persecuting magic mm-hmm. and a move away from respecting women as equal members of the church and a move towards deciding that they are more easily influenced or they are weaker spiritually um, and that the devil can um, get into them, basically, yeah. much easier than he could in, in, with a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's interesting that you brought up that thing about like men not being able to control themselves. I literally make a voice note today that I might release, I don't know. Um, but it was just talking about this notion of men being able to control themselves, like beyond the point of like consent. Say, for instance, you're like having, you know, you're having sex with someone. Um, you The consent is there, right? But this like there's a whole other control issue beyond that point that I was kind of teasing out today um so I might release that I think I will but I might release on Patreon and make it like closed off um because it's a little bit NSFW we'll see a little bit racy it's a bit racy yeah but we're getting a bit racy on a woman's place yeah for sure as we said, look, there, women are just more susceptible, you know, to yeah. sexuality. So that's obviously what this is as well. Yeah, no, totally. No, I just don't want, <laughs> um, I just don't want my aunt listening to it. You know, that kind of. Oh, like, fair enough. Yeah, hundred percent. So be like, <laughs> no, you need to ask me for the password. Um, and then the last one I have is uh, the Wicked Witch of the East that I want to focus on. Um, I don't have much to say about that except for that it's like it's very clearly anti-communist propaganda. Like 100%. You have, you have this dichotomy in some in some shows where you have the bad witch and the good witch. And this is especially true at a certain time in American culture where, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, you have the Wicked Witch of the East and then you have the, what is it, the Good Witch of the West or just the Witch of the West? I think she's just the Good Witch, yeah, but I think it's kind of obvious that she's not from the East, do you know? But she's from the, um, she's, the, she's the Witch of the West. Is she actually called that? Oh, okay. I didn't I realise that. So the Wicked Witch of the East, like, um, my favourite thing about her is that one drop of water is all it took. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Like, that is... The, that is the worst like how, how have you been alive for 40 50 years wicked witch of the east and you've never got a drop of water on you like she just never, get away from me she's never been to ireland for sure plot holes absolute no. huge plot holes i'm just not liking it but what you said about the linking to communism i think 
as you said, that time in American history, the Cold War was absolutely raging and anything to do with communism or the East in general um, was considered, you know, all the Russian, all the baddies in films were Russian. Or you had this kind of feeling of yellow peril, which is what they used to call it in the 50s, where they a lot of the villains would also be Chinese. Um, and again, this is the same thing that we're seeing here um, with, as you said, like the green face and the red shoes. And it's just so kind of, um, it's so kind of blatant, but because it's aimed at children, it's actually quite um, below the surface. You know, a child would not automatically link um, those two ideas together. No. But an adult looking at it, it would be hard for um, an educated adult looking at that not to see the kind of blatant propaganda coming out oh, yeah. of uh, coming no, out she, of that film. She wasn't actually called the the Witch of the West. She was called Glinda. So she didn't have uh, a title, but um, but yeah, she like, was white and blonde and pretty yes, and all the exactly. rest of it. So this is is playing on the kind of kind of things we were talking about, where it's, she's kind of like pure and virginal and pretty, and she's wearing pink and she's you know. Where whereas the Wicked Witch of the West of the of the East it has a big green face and red shoes, you know, red communists, you know, all of these things. Um. So yeah, and actually recently, I don't know if uh, you 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 saw it or you clicked on it, Circa, but um, uh, Al- Alisa o- O'Donovan is that her the counselor? Uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. the video. Alisa Not good. Yeah, so the the opening shot is, um, is like Warner Brothers and her face superimposed on a witch. So, and then they, it's like so blatant. You know, you couldn't ask for a better example of how this trope and how this like, this idea is still alive when they have like so blatantly made her into a witch. Like I know. Mary Lou MacDonald was made into a witch on on a political cartoon recently enough. Um, but I just think but, like if you're going to attack someone politically, like attack their policies, mm-hmm. do you know, there's plenty of ammunition for every political party out there. There's plenty mm-hmm. of things that you can bring up that are legitimate points. And as you said, like this is just harking back to the, this image of a fucking old biddy who wants to destroy everything around her yeah it's it's this incessant need as well to like in these messages i don't know if people hadn't heard it was is a scandal in the green party recently enough but it's this um it's both a hypersexualization of this woman and this other woman as well the the professional who's unnamed uh, and then at the same time, making her into like a very undesirable. So the, there's a recognition that she's really uh, beautiful. And then there's also a tearing down of, of that as well. And it's really, I think, a product of, of envy that people are very unconscious of. And um, we see it again and again. And I think we haven't really talked about it in popular culture, but ContraPoints, I'm not sure if you saw that um, video, but ContraPoints did a really great video on Envy. I recommend everyone check it out. But yeah. I read a book this, mm. um, I read a book for this podcast called uh, Perspectives on the Psychology of Envy mm. by Dr. Frank John Linevagi. And I, I kind of obviously like, I feel like everybody's experienced jealousy. I feel like people confuse jealousy and envy. So like mm-hmm. envy is um, what would refer to in the Bible as covetousness. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with a couple of friends about this and they brought up the point that I didn't even think of that. It's the only sin that's mentioned twice in the mm-hmm. 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. So covetousness or envy is the sin mentioned twice, which murder is only mentioned once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So straight away there, you're getting a big message from the Bible, but, um, Envy is is um is different. Jealousy, you're usually jealous of things that you have and want to keep. That's the emotion of jealousy. Mm-hmm. So I'm jealous of this woman. I'm jealous because my husband is talking to another woman and I mm-hmm. want to keep my husband. So that's kind of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Whereas envy is wanting something 
that someone else has, particularly if you believe that they have it for um, for no reason. Right. So yeah. uh, Aristotle, who we just spoke about earlier, he defined, he defined envy as pain at the sight of another one's good fortune. And Bertrand Russell, who was really an influential kind of psychologist, um, said that envy was one of the most potent causes of unhappiness. And MRI, path, MRI studies actually show discrete neurological pathways that differentiate envy from jealousy. Mm-hmm. So, like, why, why are, why are we envious? Like, what's the point? The whole kind of point of envy is that um, it strives you to do better. That's the the kind of organic biological reason for envy is that you see someone who has something you want, and it's supposed to drive you to perform better in order to achieve what they have. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that. Um, there's conscious envy, which is I've experienced. I'm sure we've all experienced where you look at someone and you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly natural and perfectly fine. And that's usually the big driver for performing better or um, being you know, better at your job or, or whatever. However, you also have unconscious envy. And this is something that a lot of people like are not even aware of um, that's going on. Um, in your brain all your neurons are firing at each other and you don't notice it happening but it's the primitive sensation and conflated feeling of privation powerlessness inferiority and hostile distress coupled with the urge to rob and spoil in the face of advantages and their enjoyment existing elsewhere mm-hmm. so I read a few studies and studies have shown that when people are asked um, if you are more envious of someone who is a very similar to you in most respects, but is 50 percent wealthier, or are you more envious of Bill Gates? Over 90 percent of people they surveyed said that they were more envious of someone who is similar to them, but wealthier. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not envious of Bill Gates because what he has is not attainable for you. Mm -hmm. And even when is attainable for you because we're humans and because as humans we usually like to take the easy way out a lot of people just bury that emotion and they ignore their, what their brain is telling them to do which is you know um get up earlier do better like whatever you want to achieve you have to take steps to achieve that instead they just let it fester yeah and that is when it becomes like malicious envy and becomes quite dangerous so mm-hmm. This is what we see when we see people who have dedicated, for example, there was one man who was recently jailed for the consistent harassment of an, um, a Labour MP in England, Diane Abbott. He sent her dozens of death threats, commented on everything she posted, like she had to move house, like this mm-hmm. man was was insanely um, kind of obsessed with this, with, with with Diana Abbott, the MP. And when you break that down, that's because unconsciously he is envious of all of her success and mm-hmm. envious of the fact that he is a small, petty man who can't do what he needs to be done to get to the success of someone like Diana Abbott. And I think yeah. that we see this so much more now than we ever did before because of the anonymity and the availability of the internet. I think. I, it could also be that it, we can see it better now. Like, you know, it's there. there's more of it, but we can also see it. You know, it's like the news. We have so much access to everything so that we it, it may look like that we that it's more. But actually, it, it's probably consistent over time. <laughs> it's just that we have better access to it. But I think like, like previously, you would have been jealous of people who were in your immediate circle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you know, so people that you personally knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, whereas now, like, you're able to look at someone on social media who is, say, a similar age to you or grew up in similar circumstances to you, but they have X, Y, and Z, and you don't. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize that in your brain, your hypothalamus is going bananas and sending all of these envy signals to the other parts of your brain, which Mm -hmm. are then kind of unconsciously and definitely consciously for a lot of people like literally moving your fingers while you type fuck you you fat bitch under someone's facebook post or instagram post you know yeah i think it's so interesting sorry go on no no i i was going to say i think it's so interesting that you brought up the point that like over 90 percent of people say that they're more envious of someone 
who was similar to them, ContraPoints talks about this in relation to being transgender, that people, that trans people experience like envy towards each other. She was like, I actually don't experience envy towards cis women. I experience envy more towards um, more passing, quote unquote, uh, trans women. And she kind of got into the psychology and like the, the envy of the left and, and envy of of women and stuff like that. And uh, it, it was a really interesting um, watch. I think it's like two hours long if people want to watch it. But um, yeah, I just thought that was it's so true like you do like I'm I'm not envious of Kim Kardashian I'm like okay she shouldn't be doing that like it's a bit ridiculous but if someone in my circle or someone I knew especially someone my own age and a woman is successful at something I'm like it's also that whole Irish thing of like we are a nation of begrudgers Mm -hmm. like and I definitely, it's part because of our post-colonial identity, 100%. But we are a nation of begrudgers. Like, mm-hmm. in other countries, when someone gets a promotion, people are like, good on you, man, well done. In Ireland, when someone gets a promotion, you're like, oh, yeah, you think you're a fucking big man now, yeah. Right, but I, I would argue that we're the same as other places. We're just more honest about it. We're just more vocal about our begrudges. Like, if someone, if someone kind of does well Irish people have this unbelievable pull to mm-hmm. pull them down from their pedestal you know we want to bring them down to our level and be like no 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 yeah. you're not all that at all do you ever hear the the term crabs in a bucket no so crabs in a bucket is like if you put crabs in a bucket you and one tries to climb out then all the other crabs will catch that crab and pull it back into the bucket and that's okay, kind of like so we're a nation people. of crabs. Yeah, we're crabs in a bucket. Yeah, for sure. And I oh, think God. The, the, you know, the extreme of envy obviously is, is very destructive. Like, it's a very destructive um, emotion. Emotion, 100%. Yeah, and I think unchecked it can, like, what happens with, I, th- I can't remember the point of ContraPoint's um <laughs> video but i think what she was trying to get at is like if 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 um uh, uh inequality is allowed to run rampant envy will ultimately play a huge part in uh, tearing down um that structure because she was referencing like um kim kardashian um and when she posted up on her her Twitter being like, I'm so grateful for my life, and I'm so happy that just for a minute we got to experience normality. And everyone, it was like two weeks into the lockdowns, and everyone went fucking apeshit. But I think a great example we wanted to touch on today, briefly, we'll say ten minutes, um, was. Does everyone remember bloggers unveiled? You knew, you remember. So, like, just stop, right? <laughs> now, in our last podcast, we spoke about all of our international listeners. So we're going to have to break this down for you, okay? Yeah. Bloggers unveiled was a an account on Irish social media that mm-hmm. became really popular really, really quickly for basically calling out influencers Mm -hmm. first of all for breaking the advertising standards law in ireland so we have quite a strict advertising standards law if it's on social media you have to say that it's an ad Mm -hmm. um so it has to be somewhere in the title post or the hashtags and immediately influencers started defending themselves against this anonymous account and it really only got better from there yeah i mean so like she started calling out she started calling out boutiques like clothes boutiques Mm -hmm. across ireland for reselling stuff that she claimed they had gotten on aliexpress for um selling stuff for like 200 times its markup price and then people started with the solicitor's letters And then there were solicitors' letters like flying across the four proud provinces of Ireland, right? And basically, 
the entire like influencer community in Ireland, big influencers have say like 10, 10k plus followers, were rabidly searching for whoever Rabbit. was running this account. Oh my god! It was Crazy. it was like a bloodbath. It was like they started accusing people, and they accused one woman, and she denied it was her, and then they accused another woman, and then they were sending solicitors letters, and like it. It was all people were talking about. I remember I was getting my eyebrows done um, and literally every single eyebrow technician was having the exact same conversation, but just at a different point with we their client. Fever. We were like, the women of Ireland was just, this was our, the tea was piping hot. Like we were. Yeah, like, and it was, tea, tea, tea. just couldn't get it off. We couldn't just get could it off. could not. It, yeah, I was there, stuck there started, to my phone. There started being concerns after a while though. And like, I'll try and skim it, but it's if you want to read about this, it's just so good. But after a while, it, like you started noticing, like some of the things that she says are not true, or they're like a little too far, and there was some like kind of nasty stuff going on, and you were like, oh, this is a bit, mm, a bit questionable. But the yeah, the scandal actually broke, and people, a lot of people didn't know. The, the real story of what happened um, because you remember you were saying oh that woman so what happened was there was a there was this random beautician in um, Wexford Offaly or was, something oh no uh, Wexford I think Wexford or Wicklow her name was Ramona Tracy and she got this random letter right saying you know it was like a ransom note or something or like a death threat and she came forward and she was saying like, oh, I've got a death threat. Like she reported to the guards and then bloggers and veils was like, it's not this woman. It's not this woman. Um, I'm, I'm going to shut down the account. But it actually turned out that it was that woman. That's who it was. And she was a, a beautician who I think was looking after her mother. And the whole scene reminded me very much of have you ever seen the beauty queen of Lehan? No, I haven't, but it, it reminded me of other um, documentaries, actually true stories that I've watched about people who have a lot going on in their lives mm -hmm. and their outlet for that frustration and that upset is not a healthy outlet, mm -hmm. um, which I think is probably what happened to this woman. Mm -hmm. But when we say it took over Ireland it was on mm. our national broadcaster like RTE News Radio Telefish Erin our national broadcaster did an entire like 10 minute news segment on this whole thing which they usually would not do at all yeah it was mental but uh it was the guys from uh what was it called White Moose Cafe that I think ultimately on Unveiled. Yeah, I don't like unveiled. him. No, no, we don't. I, but it was still... I don't like him at all. Um, it was. Still... She made an accusation against them, and then they just went full FBI on her, yeah, and he was like, kind first... of found out exactly who she was. And yeah, he says um, the first time I became aware of this was during the very bad snow on the Wednesday night. You could still drive, so I drove Jason home, and on the way I was Snapchatting the snowy roads. Bloggers and Vale posted that video 24 hours later during the red weather warning make it look like we'd been driving dangerously some of our friends were harassed our friends were harassed incessantly so it was super like problematic like it turned very very bad but it, the history of Ramona Tracy was actually that she and there's several accounts by people Rosemary McCabe Aoife Dooley she had like three days of stories on this I was put onto it by a friend and everyone was watching her um, about how five six years ago there was just this person on the internet who was always leaving messages under her youtube videos like she stopped creating content it was really bad um she's a woman who's autistic as well and um would respond on random accounts and Aoife Dooley actually went about like she connected the dots and i remember watching one of the stories where she actually screenshotted like so she had like googled this woman's name uh, or she had googled one of the accounts or she face facebook searched one of the accounts that was like always harassing her 
and something came something came up and like she went through different things that came up and um like one of them was a correspondence with air the electricity people yeah um, and in the comment you can see that they respond um oh thanks for getting back to us ramona so when they were commenting her name was ramona but she had changed it to a different name and then was harassing people ah. online so that's how she got caught by Eva Dooley anyway I'm not actually sure of the timeline but there was like people started putting things together and found out who she was then she like um uh she fake faked a death threat and went to the guards like they couldn't prove anything but it was like shut down and there was no more talk talking about it um but that was like the perfect example of like this, this unconscious envious, yeah it was yeah. Like really destructive envious behavior and that, the mad thing is that she probably didn't even realize how envious she actually was mm, i don't think i don't think so because i mean i don't think you can make that account for her because she was saying such horrible nasty things like telling people to go kill themselves like oh, she gosh. was saying really 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 bad stuff so and being like a bully uh, apparently she I, was part of um a, a, a mother's group on on facebook and started like bullying mothers for being single mothers and stuff oh god like i just feel like people who have people who's that's their um oh how would i say not their outlet because that's the wrong word but people who do shit like that basically like what i'd love to like see their brains in an mri do you know what i mean like i'd love to see like what is it because i think like it has to be unconscious envy deep deep down that is making not not excusing i'm not excusing mm. anything she did but i'm saying like that that kind of lizard brain that we all have obviously is may perhaps wired incorrectly in some of these people and causes them to have an emotion that is a healthy emotion like envy that's supposed to push you forward to do better but instead it takes you down like this really destructive path where you're destroying other people's happiness self-confidence and other people's lives and livelihoods some of the time but you're also destroying yourself as well mm -hmm. You know, like it's such a self-destructive thing to do. And you see people who it's like they literally cannot stop themselves. So there have been loads of examples, particularly in the UK, of people who've been given barring orders. You know, you may not contact this person ever again. We have your IP address. They even have tags on their Wi-Fi to basically be like, if you connect with a website associated with this person, like you're going to prison and they still do it really? and they go to prison for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you've been ordered to stay away all communication from this person, and they don't. Yeah. And so you're destroying your own life, as well as all of the horrible shit that you've done to this, this poor person who never did anything to you and didn't even know you as well a lot of the time, you know? Um, like we really? said earlier, you, you have feel I have felt jealous of people I know, and you have felt jealous and envious of people you know. But people who you have no connection with of any kind... Is it just easier to be mean to them because you're behind a screen? You know, is it easier to, to do that rather than direct your envy at somebody that you actually know? Well, here's the thing people don't like to talk about about envy. Envy feels good. Envy, not like envy feels good. People take satisfaction, like I certainly have. At the destruction of other people. Not the destruction, like that's very dramatic. That's but not like, envy though, that's schadenfreude. What's Schadenfreude? So Schadenfreude is a German word. We actually, um, we do have a word for it in English, but the, the, the German word is just so much easier to say. Mm -hmm. I think the English word is something like Kapikaseri or something like that. Um, right. But basically, um, Schadenfreude is when you take huge pleasure in someone else's pain. Mm, um, it's particularly if they have done... Um, it's it's it translates from German as um, harm joy, and it's witnessing the humiliation, troubles, or um, failures of another person, and it actually has been detected in children as young as two years old. But like, 
You can't tell me that's not a source that's not um, attached to envy. You can't tell me. No, a hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. It is. It is a hundred percent. But it's it's kind of that. Um, there's there's like different levels of it. So, for example, in Ireland, we have great shout and Friday. Like when the Brits lost the Euros, yeah. like that shout and Friday was just amazing. But I am not envious of them. No. Do you know what? It, like no. that. That's one yeah, type yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 so, like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, be yeah, envious yeah. of somebody. So, like, you've a historical kind of rivalry with that group, or yeah. you, you, so, so you, you're, you're laughing when they're losing. But yeah. there is definitely a, a type of Schadenfreude where you see somebody and you're envious of them, and then something bad happens to them, and you're like, yeah, "Ha! I knew they didn't. Des- I knew yeah, they didn't yeah. deserve that." There's yeah. a big thing about deserving when it comes to envy. Like it's very mm. much linked to whether you believe the person deserves it, which kind of harks us back to that study I was talking about earlier about Bill Gates. Like, no, Bill Gates does not deserve to be a billionaire. He does not deserve to be the richest man on earth. But he did start a company from the ground up. And so, you know, he, people can identify that he had an idea. It was a good idea. And that idea made him money. Mm-hmm. Whereas when somebody who is very similar to you, perhaps even working in the same job as you, gets a promotion and you kind of know that actually they don't maybe deserve that promotion or you feel that they don't deserve it, then it's much easier to be absolutely delighted when they fall on their ass on their mm-hmm. first day. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like potentially this like very destructive feeling of envy that everyone feels was like projected onto witches and, and like you know women are the source of all evil um and everything that is wrong like that's another thing that's projected onto witches when you look at the kind of witches who want to destroy you know the virgins or want to eat your family or um like you know, i think those are all um motivated by like envy and wanting to you know destroy the the, the good stuff the person who has person who has more than yeah. you like yeah. I think Freud would definitely you know like we've debunked a lot of Freud but Freud would have definitely argued that men are inherently jealous of women because are envious of women because women can have children and they can't mm-hmm. and so that's like a very very deep-seated um envy that Freud would have argued that all men have and then older women are envious of younger women because they can still produce children why so are people so obsessed with having children? It's, I'm I know. sure it's not that great. Like <laughs> I know, I know. Stop. Um, but that that kind of um, deep seated envy, it as it would have manifested itself, particularly as we spoke about in the last podcast, in times of trouble. Mm-hmm. So your village has had a drought, or your village has had a bad harvest, but the village over hasn't. Mm-hmm. and those fucking pricks over there look at them with all they've got and we have nothing so do you know what let's just fucking burn their grain stores mm-hmm. like so and and that would have boiled down eventually into blaming it on a single person or a mm-hmm. single group of people because they had something that you didn't have and mm-hmm. you fucking wanted it and and if you weren't going to get it um, then you were going to destroy their okay. chance of happiness or yeah. what they had and like the 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 bloggers and veiled woman like she seemed to you know like that that was something that she were never she was never i mean she had it in one in one instance she had the cloud she had the following all she needed to do was be nice like she didn't have to go as far as she went even the power even again after, like after years of abusing people she had this new page she could have not been she was unconscious maybe as you're saying like she was unconscious as to where the line was you know, and what people would would accept, but but um, I also think that like power goes to your head to a certain extent. You know, like you've two hundred thousand followers, and people are hyping you up like no tomorrow. And so I suppose you might think that no matter what you say, they're going to agree with you because they've mm-hmm. been agreeing with you all along. All along. I think it. I think what it is is that like eventually you show your true colors. Like anyone. You know, like businesses can be like, oh, we're all diversity and equality and blah, blah, blah. And they and you can walk gently for a good while. But then, yeah, as you're saying, like maybe not that I think a big following allows a level of comfort that you think, as you said, um, people will accept whatever I say. But um, no, it's not true. Um, But yeah, so that's Oh, I was going to say one other thing when you're talking about. 
for anyone who wants the tea more tea on that bloggers unveiled literally there is so much information on the internet you should and if i could cheat article a veil of tears so good so yeah. good please do it yeah, we yeah, beg yeah, you yeah. Um, there was one last thing i wanted to say and i can't remember what it is let me look through my notes here um I just think like it's so crazy how an emotion that was meant to kind of power us forward in our modern world where you know the very rich live cheek by jowl with the very poor in especially like you said in in um in areas of very low kind of um socioeconomic um development um, or even mm-hmm. in countries, in Western countries, where there is high levels of socioeconomic development, but you still have such huge inequality. Mm-hmm. Like, envy doesn't have to be the destruction of other people. It can be the destruction of yourself as well, because you get into this, like, Pygmalion cycle of, they're so great, I can't be like that, so why am I going to bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that that has an effect on a lot of societies around the world where people feel that what the other person has that are jealous of is actually so um so far beyond their reach and i'm not talking about a bill gates far beyond their reach i'm talking about in places where you know a house with two rooms could be beyond somebody's reach yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that sometimes people will just opt out yeah oh i just wanted to mention the other examples of like the of the bloggers and veil things that people might be familiar with the Colleen rooney um uh scandal <laughs> she had someone who was like looking at her feed and who was close to her who was um, rebecca vardy was it yeah 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 who yeah was, well this uh, is the accusation is that it was rebecca vardy oh yeah she like did a whole cat not catfish is the word she like smoked red she fbi'd she... that bitch she fbi'd yeah. that bitch yeah, so well she really did <laughs> And she recently, turned off all her stories to everybody except, except for Rebecca Vardy and yeah. put up fake stories about like having um, a gender selection in Mexico. And the next thing mm. that appeared in the papers, she FBI'd her yeah, to unbelievable. Like Colleen Rooney, like get her a fucking honorary fucking police badge. Honestly, yeah. just yeah. unbelievable. And recently enough, do you remember Charlotte from Geordie Shore? I do. Yeah, she, uh, I don't know if you saw a program that came out recently about her where it was, like, so horrible. Like, yeah, I did. I mean, it was I really, so mean. Uh, like, her her face and stuff, I'm like, oh, but do what you want. You know, that kind of way. I'm I'm not going to stop you. I think I that, think like, healthy, there's a difference between... Good. Um, but there's a difference between having a two or three minute segment being like, look at Charlotte program. now, look at Charlotte back. There. It was yeah. an entire program picking apart horrible. every part of yeah. her appearance. Yeah, it was Whoever greenlit that, like, Crazy. you are a horrible person. Yeah. If you want to talk about, like, you know, plastic surgery and if it's healthy and if should we be regulating it more and like all the rest of it, I think we should have that conversation. I think that's a valid conversation. But like to single out one person um yeah it's just horrible but she had a similar thing happen where she was getting um she was getting abuse off this random account and this account was going to the papers as well and she smoked mesh she figured out who it was and the person who who it was was actually she knew in real life she had met wasn't friendly but they'd met and had been was really 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 nice to her in her personal account and then our non-personal account was saying things like you don't deserve your boyfriend like again as you're talking about deserving you don't deserve this you don't deserve that you should go kill yourself all of this good stuff like but she she smoked her she smoked her out she has a great support system around her so i think it was more like a curiosity but um she so it was a little bit water off a duck duck's back for charlotte but you know for other people that I mean, it could have affected her more than she let on, but um, definitely it's it's so it's so toxic and it's so horrible, and it's definitely something that men and women engage in. Um, when it comes to witches, as we've been talking about, it's I feel like so much of it is a projection. So much of it is a projection. So um, yeah, I wanted to highlight those things today and like have a talk with them I think that was a fun one and um yeah we just I suppose it was just kind of like linking 
everything that's come before us to now. Mm -hmm. So people are still using the same tropes. People are still using the same accusations against women that they have been for literally the last, since fucking time immemorial. Like Mm -hmm. everything is linked to a historical precedent. Like everything that we believe to be normal or that is normalized in our society is linked to a historical precedent. And that is, it's, it's so prevalent in our society today because again like you said earlier you can see it you know you can see it so much more because of the availability of 24-hour news cycles social Mm -hmm. media your phone's always in your hand and that prevalence allows these emotions to fester whereas before they would have been kind of passing emotions you know Mm -hmm. um and now they're not and now they develop into malicious envy um which we saw in the witch hunts and which we see in our modern day as well so thank you guys so much for listening. I really yes. appreciate it. We're going to have and a, if you've got, a Halloween special next. Yes, we are. Research a research. Yes, yeah, so it's like a, quite a research heavy um, uh, podcast, but Christy is going to be here to liven it up because I know sometimes that uh, <laughs> I, I get a bit, um, I get a bit sidetracked, but basically it's going to be about fairies in, um, in Western European culture. So in Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. And we're gonna discuss why, which you might've noticed from the last podcast, witch hunts are quite rare in Ireland Mm -hmm. um, and always have been quite rare in Ireland. So we'll discuss why that is, and it's gonna be super interesting. And Christina is gonna be there to stop me when I I go down a rabbit hole too far. So um, if you guys got any questions or requests, please do hit us up on our socials. Christina is our main social media manager. She's just, she's got the, she's got all the passwords and everything at her fingers. So she'll definitely hear you and we'll be able to um, listen to any requests that you have. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.